Welcome to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing podcast. Uh, my name is Dr. Andrew Trasilla from Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group, and I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Peter Bagshaw, Somerset GP and CCG Lead for Mental Health. And today we're going to talk about a really important topic, inner peace in uncertain times. Inner peace in uncertain times. What a couple of years it's been, Peter. Absolutely. I mean, I think most of us are still under the cosh from COVID and the fallout from that. And and now we have world events that are making things even more uncertain than ever. So certainly I'm seeing a lot of people who are really struggling to keep that inner peace. And I'm, I'm sure you are as well, Andrew. Absolutely, Peter. There's some you know big world news coming. We've had two years of COVID and now we've got uh, what else is happening in Eastern Europe and elsewhere. And our thoughts really are with any colleague or, or anyone in Somerset or elsewhere who's affected by events because lots of people are affected. I think you're bound to be, aren't you? No man is an island, as John Dunn said. So you, particularly now we can see directly people suffering and, and the difficulties they're under and the, the courage that people are showing. And, and I think we wouldn't be human if we weren't touched by that. But how do, we, how do we make that balance between being touched and affected and empathic, but also keeping an inner peace? Really interesting question. And I think before we get some of the solutions, we need to look at more of the issues that are going on. And I know if she was here with us, our colleague, Dr. Lorna Stewart, consultant clinical psychologist in Somerset, uh, would say, and in fact, she shared this for us to, to use, we all respond to large-scale events, tensions and traumas differently. There are, however, some common ways that as individuals we might respond in times of bad news. When we hear of news that is shocking, worrying or frightening, it can have an instantaneous effect on our bodies. Our fight or flight response can result in a shot of adrenaline and our minds may start to race with anticipatory anxiety, perhaps conjuring up possible worst case scenarios. And any onward effects of what might occur for us or our family or friends or indeed other people uh, that we know about, because these days with technology, we have friends all around the world. It can It can make us feel a wide range of emotions, including shock, devastation, denial, anger, a desire to bargain, anxiety and low mood. And these feelings might show themselves as agitation or frustration or anger or withdrawal, a loss of appetite, disturbed sleep or unhelpful ways of self-soothing, such as drinking too much alcohol or smoking too much. And this might be an interesting point. I think that's a very wise word from Lauren, as, as we'd expect she's been a frequent guest with us. Um, But she mentions flight or fight. And I know you've talked before, Andrew, about the autonomic nervous system. Do you want to just remind us and set the scene about how that can affect us? Thank you, Peter. So the autonomic nervous system is something that all mammals have in common. And it's a bit like an engine management system. It keeps things ticking over in the background. And it's got two aspects. It's got Sympathetic, which is nothing to do with sympathy, it's the alert action mechanism. So it's react to danger or stimulus. And then there's the being mechanism, the tick over engine maintenance, uh, and that's the parasympathetic. So sympathetic uh, is adrenaline and cortisol, uh, and it's about action, 
and it evolved when we were mammals in well, before the ice ages and many years ago in order that we could run away from saber-toothed tigers, talk, uh, they tend to talk about. So sweaty palms, uh, able to climb the tree, dry mouth, um, stopped secretions going to and blood going to the gut because you don't need to digest your meal if you're about to be eaten yourself. Lots of blood into your muscles so you can run fast or so you can fight and we lose peripheral vision and we start to feel slightly excited, but then very quickly after that, we feel anxious and maybe even fearful. That's the that's the sympathetic one, Peter. And that's obviously very important for survival. Um, but it seems as though the problem in today's world is that an awful lot of the stresses that we're exposed to aren't the the fight or flight saber-toothed tiger ones. They're the ones where we actually can't do anything about it. So how do we deal with those feelings when when we get them? Really interesting, Peter, because what happens is our bodies deal with them exactly the same as if it was a, a physical threat 10,000 years ago. And so we have all those mechanisms and we start to feel anxious and we get the pounding heart and we we worry and we're fearful. So we, we have to look at the opposite. Um, I mean, there's one useful thing about adrenaline, which is, which is it makes you move and muscles. So the first thing we could do with adrenaline running around the system is to burn it off with a bit of exercise or a bit of activity, which is which is always useful. Um, but if we think about the other aspect of the engine management system, this, the aspect which really we should be on for 80 or 90% of the time, the parasympathetic, that's the rest, digest, chill and repair, tend and befriend, then we need to remember to slow down our breathing, to have a relaxed posture, and in fact, perhaps perhaps our listeners, as long as you're not driving a vehicle at the moment or using heavy machinery, perhaps you'd like to remember that if you're anxious, your breathing will be rapid, fast, shallow and upper chest. But if you would like to feel relaxed, please put your feet on the floor, allow your spines to be comfortable and allow your breathing to become slow, regular and rhythmic using your tummy muscles and just take three or four slow, regular, rhythmic, diaphragmatic breaths. And many people, Peter, when they do this, find that they slow down and it feels as though the world has slowed down around them, that feeling that you could almost hear a pin drop because things become so still. And that's the sort of things that happen with meditation and, and other ways of, of focusing, aren't there? But a lot of people say, well, that's all very well. I'm, I try and do that. But these, these anxious thoughts keep breaking in on me. How, how do you deal with that? Well, um, we'll come back in a minute to, to looking at the basics of our bodies, because we can be put on fight and flight just by, by being sleep depleted or dehydrated. But, but uh, we can do that with that. We can deal with that by mindfulness and by having external support is so useful. So, um, Peter, you've talked about CBT and, and mindfulness before, but just briefly, if anybody has been upset, to remind us about our Somerset resources. Uh, we've got the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing uh, website uh, and the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing colleague support line, uh, 0300 124 or email colleagues support at somersetft.nhs.uk. 
Um, Peter, you've been involved in Mindline, so tell us a little bit about that before I give a, give the phone numbers out. Yes, certainly. I mean, this is a, a new service that was set up right at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, and it's a, a Somerset service, so it's available to anybody who is feeling distressed or upset. It's a 24-hour service, and people can call a, a local number 01823 276 892 or a free phone number 0800 138 1692. There's also email support, uh, and that's uh, support at openmentalhealth.org.uk. And there's also um, uh, a website which has gone live, I believe, from yesterday, uh, which is really helpful. So we tried to put things in place for people who are, who are distressed. Can I just go back, Andrew? You mentioned a couple of things, and I'd, I'd better unpack them for our listeners. So CBT, if people aren't familiar with the acronym, it's Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. And it's one of the, the evidence-based talking therapies that tries to use, I suppose, logic to unpack emotions and, and overcome negative emotions and look at things in a different way. And you also mentioned mindfulness, and uh, hopefully by now most of our regular listeners will know what that is. But for anyone who who isn't, it's really just about living in the moment. And I, I came across a wonderful quote by somebody the other day, which says, in this moment, I am OK. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean to say that there's nothing to worry about or that something bad won't happen. But at the moment, it's actually OK. And I, I think that trying to live in the moment and not not worry about what's going to happen tomorrow or be anxious about things that have had in the past again, along with exercise, can be incredibly powerful. You're quite right. And you've just mentioned the being in the present. And it is thought that probably probably all other animals, uh, and certainly flowers and trees, if they have feelings, they live in the now. If It is said that if you ask a tiger, what is the time? You know, the answer is, well, it's now. If you ask a tree, what is the time? It's now. As human beings with our prefrontal cortices, we have the power of imagination and memory, which means that we can remember the past and we can conceptualise the future. And that's amazing. However, we still have the limbic system, which is the emotional brain, um, deeper in, inside the brain. And the two connected mean lots and lots of benefits. However, if we imagine the future with anxiety and fear, even though it hasn't actually happened yet, we are starting to shock ourselves. Or if we remember something that happened last year, five years ago, 50 years ago, with shock or fear, it actually re-shocks the system because our subconscious cannot distinguish between the reality of now, sorry, it cannot distinguish between the emotions of the reality of now and the emotions of the past or the future, which is, of course, is why we all like watching television and films. Uh, they evoke emotions and we quite enjoy emotions. But this comes to be a problem when we start having circuits, negative loops, uh, going round, playing over fears of what might be. Uh, and that's where you were mentioning the CBT can come in because that helps, helps give us skills to interrupt these loops. It's very easy, isn't it, to go round these loops and they become self-reinforcing. The more you think something, the more you will keep thinking about it. So learning to break out of that is, is very important. Uh, another quote I, I heard was, um, 
If you think about the future, it will make you anxious. If you think about the past, it will make you sad. Live in the moment and that will make you content. I think that's very good. So there's something about looking after our basics uh, and um, we remember that the hierarchy of needs and, and Lorna reminds us, take care of the basics by eating well, by staying hydrated. And I'm glad she uses the word hydrated because we often say drink plenty. If you drink caffeine, uh, that is in coffee or tea, um, it acts quite like adrenaline. So sometimes too much coffee and too much tea can make us anxious. Um, Lorna adds, observe good sleep hygiene routines and take your breaks and do some uh, physical activity and stay connected with friends, families and colleagues. And she's not, she's not mentioned before CBT, but she says, try to manage your worries yourself by talking to somebody you trust or by writing your worries down or distracting yourself with pleasurable activities and coming entirely to what you've just said, Peter, about being in the now. It can be helpful to acknowledge how you are feeling at the moment whilst accepting that these feelings will pass in time. So there's something about acknowledging the weather and the rain and the storm, but above there, the sun, the sun is shining, although you know our hearts go out to any colleagues who are affected or anyone in the world who are affected by these big events because it's it's unimaginable what some people are having to go through and it, it really is difficult. Further things to ground us in the now are, are relaxation techniques or breathing exercises as we've just done, yoga or mindfulness, but here we are in Somerset. What, what can we do in Somerset that we're so privileged to do, Peter, with our lovely landscapes? <laughs> we're back to uh, nature, aren't we? And uh, I don't know if anyone went foraging as a result of one of our previous podcasts, but we, we've got this countryside all around us, which uh, is, is absolutely wonderful. And it's not, it's not just woolly, airy, fairy stuff. There's lots of evidence base that being out exercising in nature has huge benefits. I'd, I'd add that um, a lot of the things that Lorna mentioned uh, are not just good for our, our mental health now. They're the same things that are also protective factors for dementia. So this concept of brain health is coming to the fore now. And things like getting enough sleep um, and, and keeping social contact and so on, exercising, all of that seems to keep our brains healthy uh, in, in terms of warding off dementia. Thank you. And thinking about colleagues, particularly who may be uh, may have been affected, there is on the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing website uh, uh, Sajid Javid's letter of support uh, for everyone in the NHS at this time um, from, from Europe and elsewhere. And what we can do to take after our colleagues, to look out, take care of our colleagues who, who may be affected by world events are, I suppose, just going back to what you were saying there and to things that we have mentioned in previous podcasts, connect with those around us and just ask what we can do to help and just listen with kindness and without judgment and offer that kindness proactively and pay attention to feelings. And maybe if people are struggling with, with, with burdens, um, we can, they're having difficulties with concentration and focus, maybe just, just try and help lighten their loads. And gratitude and awe are those two most wonderful emotions, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's one of the techniques that is used in talking therapies is that people say at the end of each day or the beginning of each day, what, what am I grateful for today? 
and to try and always find something to be grateful for, uh, even in difficult times. And although it seems to be a yin and yang it, that we see the terrible events uh, in the world, but we also see acts of human kindness uh, as happened under COVID, where, where people rose magnificently, didn't they, to, to a very difficult situation and is happening now and seems to happen at all difficult times. So not to get overwhelmed by the bad things in the world, but to to take notice of those acts of kindness and perhaps even try some ourselves. Quite agree, Peter. And one of the things that big events do to us, whether it's COVID or others, is they give us a sense of loss. And what we lose is things that are dear to us. Um, but what we lose at a deep, deep level is often contact with our values. And so it's probably worth reminding us of values that, that people who work in the NHS and, and elsewhere share, because the NHS uh, and social care and, and, and Somerset is actually a big family. So would you mind if I, if I read out a little poem a minute? Please do. And we have some poetry. So this is a poem, A Family Is, uh, and it's looking at values. A family is a deeply rooted tree with branches of different strengths, all receiving nourishment from an infinite source. A family is where character is formed, values are learned, ethics created and society preserved. A family is a, where all members contribute and share, can cooperate and work and accept that their responsibilities are towards the good of the group. And a family is where holidays are celebrated with feasting, birthdays acknowledged with gifts and thoughts of days gone by kept alive with fond remembrances. A family is where each can find solace and comfort in grief, pleasure and laughter and joy, and kindness and encouragement in daily living. A family is a haven of rest, a sanctuary of peace. And most of all, a harbour of love. And I think that takes us back to a number of things that we've talked about before, where inner peace, inner happiness isn't about acquiring material things. It's about having that broader appreciation of society, a feeling of belonging to something bigger. And I, I don't know if you saw This Is Going to Hurt, the Adam Kay um, adaptation of his book, um, where he speaks to the GMC and says, nobody is in the NHS because they want a lot of money or a, an easy life. They're in it because they care about other people. And, and that's something that we see every day, isn't it? Absolutely. What you're hinting at is values and the deep values that many people would share, and certainly in the NHS, is, is love and compassion and respect for others and respect for self and, and looking for patience and inner peace and hope and humility and, and gratitude. Um, and these are things that, that maybe we take for granted sometimes, and it's useful to be reminded about them. Uh, and some of our listeners will be keen uh, and find great value from an, a number of learning sources. I, can I just plug the Shiny Minds app at the moment, which is available? Please do. Is, is this free? Yeah, it's available to free to all Somerset health and social care staff. It's available from the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing website, and it's Shiny Minds, um, and it's a, a uniquely interactive mindset resource that improves well-being, resilience, and teamwork, and proven to help reduce the stress and anxiety of everyday living. Uh, 
leading people feeling happier and more productive. So I know that well over a thousand people in Somerset have, have downloaded that so far and it's available to anybody. And if they're not health and care workers, I think there's a, a charge, isn't there? And uh, there may well be from Shiny Minds itself. That's right. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a, and it's and if they want to get uh, more poems like the one that you gave us, who was the author of the poem you read out, Andrew? Um, do you know? I don't know, but I'll tell you where it was. It was in our loo at home <laughs> when I was growing up. And I, the, the people who gave it to us uh, lived just down, just down in Devon, um, I can remember the family, three boys, just as we were three boys, and I can remember the the mother doing it in beautiful copper plate handwriting and giving it on a piece of paper that looked like parchment to my mother, and it was in the loo. So it's it's anon. I'm not sure who it's from, but if anybody well wants, author. if anybody wants to read it, it's in it's in our book Health and Self Care, which is a free download from www.healthandself.care, www.healthandself.care, page seven. Well, I, I hope people take up some of these resources that uh, you're giving out. We're, we're doing our best to, to try and help people in difficult times. Is there anything else you think we can say that might help people who are struggling with their emotions or their feelings at the moment? Thank you. There's also the Orca app library that's just recently launched, which is a curated um, collection of officially NHS approved apps that can be useful and beneficial. And that's uh, HTTPS somerset.orca, O-R-C-H-A dot co dot UK. It's a bit like Orchard, and we've got lots of apple trees in Somerset. Orchard, but without the R and the D. So you take the doctor off the end, the R and the D, or the research and the development, orca.somerset.orca.co.uk. And we will be talking about that in a, in a few weeks' time, Peter. So not the black and white killer whale? No, not no. It's got an H in it as well. So That's a, that's a great relief. That's good. So we have got resources, but I think as we were saying at the beginning, a lot of a lot of the inner peace has to come from inside and from the way we deal with the difficulties that life throws at us. And you've told us a little bit about how we can understand and control our emotions and our autonomic nervous system. And I hope we've touched a little bit on on the values that might help people. Is there anything else that you think we can do? Uh, yes, Peter, I think so. Thank you very much. So that's those are things we can do ourselves. You mentioned CBT, but you know, sometimes for some of us, anxiety is overwhelming. Um, we can self-refer, I believe, in Somerset to Somerset Talking Therapies. Absolutely. Somerset Talking Therapies, um, it, they, you just go onto their website and you can self-refer. You don't have to go through your GP. They also have from, some very good resources on their website, uh, some good leaflets, and if people find face-to-face difficult, uh, there is also uh, 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 virtual uh, consultations as well and uh, web-based consultations as well. And it really does work. I think for people who haven't tried talking therapies, especially if they remem- remember the old days of counselling that was this person saying, so tell me how you feel and going back over your life. It's not like that at all. It's very much a, a practical Physiotherapy for the brain, really. And I, I encourage people to give it a go. Uh, they, it, it's open to anybody, really. And, and I think whatever level of mental health we're at, the new way of thinking is that you, it's not a, an on-off, well or ill thing. It's, it's more like a ladder. And we can push ourselves a, a rung or two up the ladder of, of mental well-being. 
by talking therapies and exercise and the other things that you've discussed? It's fascinating to have been a doctor for a number of years and see how how essentially 30 years ago there was very little access to even to counselling um, or, 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 or resources for people with anxiety and depression. And it's really changed dramatically. And it's great to see the whole NHS uh, taking that on board and um, not only have we seen the development of talking therapies and open mental health and others, um, we mentioned ORCA just a few minutes ago, that's the CCG digital team who actually brought that in. Uh, and of course, uh, we can call Mindline to access the talking therapies as well. So there are uh, multiple resources and multiple ways to access them, which is very different from when you and I started out as, as GPs, Peter, I would imagine. Absolutely. Um, can I give another shameless plug, if that's all right, Andrew? If people are interested in knowing about uh, talking therapies and uh, and so on, uh, I've just brought out a book called Daggers of the Mind, available on Amazon, uh, which looks at all of these things and, and hopefully is a, a sort of a bit of a rattling yarn, a bit of a, an autobiography and a bit of a look at mental health. Uh, it, it's even got a little bit of spy stuff in there as well. Absolutely. I'm enjoying it at the moment. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry, we don't normally do these uh, these plugs, do we? Well, we've both done shameless plugs for health and self-care and for daggers in the mind or daggers of the mind. Daggers of the mind. Daggers yes. of the mind. Uh, and in fact, our producer is also an author as well. Uh, he, he is. The Internet author. of Things. The Internet of Things. Very good. And can I give one last shameless plug? And this is for something that doesn't work for everybody at all, uh, but sometimes works for some people. It's not a medication. It's a sort of an almost a dose of nature in a bottle to help us. Uh, and I'm not meaning alcohol. Uh, and that's uh, rescue remedy or emergency essence or uh, lavender oil. There are a number of things that your pharmacist or even the supermarket uh, sell that may help some people sometimes, um, but they are not medicines and they are not therapeutic substances uh, instead of any other form, but uh, they may help us self-regulate. And I think although we've talked fairly lightly about these things, it's really important that we don't medicalize distress. Uh, I, I think we do tend to rely too much on other people prescribing antidepressants or tranquilizers or self-prescription with, with alcohol or, or drugs. And actually, there are these other techniques that we talked about that really are effective in reducing anxiety, reducing distress, producing inner peace. And I hope people will listen back to some of the podcasts, um, because a lot of our speakers are people who've been through distress and have found ways, either by volunteering or being out in nature, of, of making themselves better. So we all have that ability within us to help ourselves, don't we? Absolutely. And in, 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 in a system called emotional logic, which we're looking at in Somerset at the moment, one of the stepping stones to reconnect with our values is, in fact, the first stepping stone is shock. And the important aspect of shock is that it puts us into our planning department. We must Remember that when we feel shocked, we can't deal with everything, but we should plan and we should find a safe place to plan. And the safe place is either a safe relationship, that's a relationship with somebody we feel safe with, or a safe physical place or a safe state of mind. And so finding safety enables us to then find a way forwards. So that's a useful purpose of feeling shocked, to remind us to find a safe place 
and then reflecting on all the resources you've mentioned we've talked about this afternoon, Peter, we can perhaps find a way forwards through difficult times. I really hope so. And I, I hope that uh, people have gained a few hints about dealing with difficult times and difficult emotions. And just remind everybody again, uh, if they need to discuss things further, Somerset Mindline is available 24-7 to anybody. Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you, Andrew. Stay safe, everyone. And go well. You've been listening to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing Podcast, hosted by Dr. Andrew Tresider and Dr. Peter Bagshaw. The show was created by David Seeley and was produced by Rob Hunt's Music on behalf of the Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group. 